0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay! Thanks for joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, President of the Duncan Duo. Here with Mike Corgan from Cross Country Mortgage. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. I, I feel like I haven't been here in a while. Andrew's been here a ton, so I feel like I'm getting back in the saddle, trying to to remember how to host the show again. But how have you? Uh, how have you
1: been? Been, been been doing well, yeah. It's been a it's uh, it has been a while since we've been on the show together, but uh, Andrew has been here, and it's been exciting times talking about uh, Champa Bay and the the back to back Stanley Cup championships and all the great things going on in the hot real estate market. So it's uh it's uh, it's been an interesting summer and a great summer so far, and uh, look forward to uh, to a strong second half. Oh my gosh, it's been a
0: it's been a crazy summer so far for real estate. I think all over the country, especially as I think that other markets you know, kind of opened back up uh, the same that we were open, you know, kind of the whole time. But I think that caused a lot of people that were sitting on the sidelines, probably in other markets to uh, to put their home on the market. Um, you know, the market uh, really ramped up in other places, whereas here it was just kind of going strong the whole time. So I went to my first um, real estate conference since before COVID um, a couple of weeks ago. And it was interesting to hear how busy um, pretty much everybody was and what they were doing um, since really their markets had had been open, and um, just to hear that from people across the country because I, I feel like for a while, you know, when we would talk about our busy real estate market, other people didn't really have the same experience, but now it's really, gosh, it's it's kind of crazy everywhere. So that was definitely um, something I was interested in hearing about how other markets were were doing. And I know from the uh, from the mortgage or on the mortgage front, um, rates have been kind of I mean they were they were down obviously most of last year uh, compared to right. what we we really thought, and then they had started to tick up at the beginning of this year, so we thought okay here they go they're going to be going back up this is what we expected, but then recently they've they've went back down again, so which is really the opposite of what we were what we were expecting I mean great for for people that are wanting to refinance and purchase a home but opposite of what we thought in the real estate community so what what are your thoughts on that mike where do you uh where do you sit on that that kind of forecast
1: yeah you've kind of nailed it and so they've been kind of bouncing around but they they have recently ticked back down and um and i can talk a little bit about the reasons why that's that sort of happened and whatnot but if you know, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you know one of the things that we've said is they're going to stay relatively lower for longer. Um, it's never going to be a straight line down or a straight line up. They're going to bounce around, and we've seen that. That's kind of what you described, right? They sort of ticked up in the beginning of the year, then went down and up, and and then back down again. And so, you know, back a couple months ago, they were starting to tick up at a fairly rapid pace. And and the reason for that, and you're probably hearing about it in the in the news and other sources out there, is is the cost of inflation, right? Lots of people are talking about it. you know the cost of gas going up or you know chicken wings or all these different things so there's all this buzz out there about 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 inflation and inflation is kind of the enemy of of bonds which is ultimately has an inverse relationship to mortgage rates so as as inflation goes up um, mortgage rates tend to go up um as well so we don't like to see a whole lot of inflation um that is out there so there was a lot of fear about inflation um, that was going there and the 10-year treas- U.S. Treasury bond, which is the, the one instrument that is most high, highly correlated to mortgage rates, started to go up relatively um, rapidly. And so there's a lot of discussion and a lot of it becomes political, but a lot of discussion on is it transitory or is this permanent? Meaning it, our prices just going up because of everything that happened with COVID and now we're kind of unwinding out of that with the supply chains and, you know, that sort of thing or is this permanently going to be here? And so there was a lot of fear around that And in, you know, markets don't like fear and they don't like uncertainty. So rates started to tick up, but now the past couple of weeks, um, those have sort of calmed a little bit, right? People have sort of settled in. It's kind of the new norm. And, and believe it or not, that 10 year treasury has has settled back in and con- gone way back down, kind of conversely to what everybody thought So mortgage rates are coming in and they're lower now. And so, what I would tell you out there, what does that all mean out there if, you, if you're listening? Is if you were thinking about buying or refinancing and you said, oh no, mortgage rates are going to go up, I'm going to hold off on, get off the fence and do it now um, because now is the time because they've ticked back down and we don't know when it's going to, when it's going to, the next little bump up is going to be. And so really now is an opportune time.
0: Well, because I mean, realistically, and I mean, this isn't political for anybody's side, but realistically, you know, when there is high inflation, at least all other times in the past, Rates have gone up because obviously, you know, they want to make it more expensive to borrow money if there's so much correct. money within the system. And that's just the way that it works. So typically what you're going to see is, like you described, when inflation is high, they're going to um, raise the cost of borrowing or the rate of bar- the cost of borrowing is going to go up naturally just because of those correct uh, those things. So, you know, I personally would tell you that it's almost like a little gift That we've gotten rates to go down for a little bit, because I think that anybody, at least in the short term, you know, maybe, who knows, the next year, two, three years, I don't know. But I do think that there is going to be some inflation. And I think a lot of people are in agreement on that. Now, how long it's going to last, we don't know. But I think that in order to calm that down, they probably will eventually have to raise rates. And I don't think that's going to be You know, I don't think it's going to cause the market to go crazy or anything, but I do think that they will have to raise rates just because there's so much money within the system. So I do think for the rates to have gone down, you know, it's definitely a gift if you were sitting on the fence and you got kind of caught waiting and then rates went up and then you thought, oh gosh, I, I probably should have refinanced when they were lower. So I do think that it's your chance now to make the right decision and either refinance or purchase a home because you are going to save a ton of money compared to what rates were gosh, even just two months ago. I mean, it's a big difference.
1: Yeah, and, and I know this is a real estate show and we talk about buying and selling, but if you are thinking about refinancing, something else that happened, I mentioned on the show last week with Andrew, is um, the FHFA at the end of last year, and we talked about it, I remember talking about it with you, Robert, um, we talked about they added what was called an adverse market fee to refinances. And so it was a half a percent fee that um, the government charged anytime you did a refinance. And it really... Um, it was a cash grab, um, you know, they knew a right. lot of people were refinancing and it was a way for them to make sure that they had enough money. Well, that as of last week has been eliminated. So just compared to two weeks ago, everything else being the same, you know, if you were getting a $300,000 mortgage, um, and you were doing it as a refinance, it is $1,500 cheaper to get that today. Um, than it was just two weeks ago because that adverse market fee, um, it is no longer there and it's, it's been eliminated. So
0: they just I mean, that didn't last very long, because I definitely talked to you about that. I remember that I remember that. Yes, um, it was a big deal at the time. And I saw that it had right. been eliminated. But I wasn't sure if that was just overall eliminated, or if it was from certain lenders, or I wasn't really sure. So I, I mean, that didn't stick around long at all. I can't be- I can't believe it's already gone. It was just implemented.
1: Yeah. And so what a lot of people out there are saying, and I'll, and I'll stay away from the political nature of all of this, but what a lot of people out there are saying, so Mark Calabria, who was the former director of the FHFA, he was in there and he was the one that implemented it. Um, and he, he was appointed by the prior administration. And so about three or four weeks ago, um, there the Supreme Court ruled that that the presidency can decide to remove, the Supreme Court decided that the, the director of the FHFA can be removed for any or no reason at any given time by by the president. And upon that happening, Mark Calabria was removed and a new um, director was was put into place. And one of the first moves of the new director in the past couple of uh, weeks has been to remove that that fee. So a lot of people thought that when that fee was put on there, that it was just strictly a cash grab. It was a way to... You know, kind of line the pockets of Fannie and Freddie and get those things there. And the reality is, is both Fannie and Freddie, under government conservatorship, they have been since the financial crisis. They've been very profitable over the last several years. Um, so, adding an additional um, layer of cash wasn't maybe necessarily, ne- you know, necessary. Right.
0: Okay. So either way, um, people, consumers are going to be saving money, especially compared to just a little bit ago. So, I mean, it's definitely yes. the time. And I would say. Uh, because we're a real estate show, especially if you're out there looking to purchase a home and maybe you even called your lender a month ago to get pre-qualified. I would tell you that just within the last month, the way rates have gone, you know, you're most likely going to be qualified for more because the monthly payment is going to be completely different Um, by by a good bit. I think rates moved that much. So I would say that if you were, if you're out there, if you are thinking about it, if you already got pre-approved, but you want a second opinion on, you know, monthly payments rates and everything else. Um, I would definitely make sure to give your lender a call or give Mike a call because, you know, Mike, he's so familiar. They're so familiar across country with everything that's going on in the market. And they're going to be able to look at everything and get you pre-qualified accurately and with the most up-to-date information. And Mike, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Robert. Um, You can always reach out to me directly at 813 813-377-2743. Again, it's 813 377 2743. Or you can go to the web and go to Cross Country Tampa, all one word, crosscountry tampa.com.
0: Okay, yeah, and give us a call anytime. We'd love to help you with your real estate needs. Obviously, our office number, um, you can reach us at anytime, 813 359 8990. Or you can go to our website, duncanduo.com. You can reach out to us there. You can chat with us there. We'd love to. Uh, to get you pre-qualified, to get you uh, started in the process, especially because you know what we've been seeing recently. If you've if you've even been out there and you've been looking, what we've been seeing recently is inventory has been slowly, and I, I stress that word slowly um, with an exclamation point, starting to go up. So I think that if you've been on the fence or if you tried to jump in last year and uh, and you weren't able to. fix successfully find something, I would definitely um, reach out because things have been changing slowly and we'd love to talk to you about that right on the other side of this break. But so we're back here on the Dunkin' Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Dunkin' Duo here with Mike Corgan from Cross Country Mortgage. Just talking about how the inventory has changed recently or has been starting to change, definitely not, you know, a plethora of change out there. (laughs) Um, But I think anything that increases the inventory a little bit at this point is definitely good news. And, um, you know, people always ask us, oh my gosh, are you worried that, you know, there's just going to be the flood of inventory? Uh, My answer is no, uh, because we could go, and I know that Andrew's covered this, we could get a ton more inventory on the market. I mean, we could get like, Triple the amount of inventory that's on the market right now, and we'd still be in a balanced market. Um, I mean, I think it could even be more than that. So, yeah. I uh, yeah. So, I think that, you know, anything that the, um, any data that shows the inventory is going up is definitely a good thing. And this article that was on CNBC this week um, said sales of existing homes rise slightly as more listings finally hit the market. And I know we always talk about that these numbers are a little skewed because they're a little old. Um, They're usually like two months old. But um, it showed that nationally, after four straight months of decline, sales of previously owned homes rose 1.4% in June, month to month. Uh, So the inventory of homes for sale at the end of June was 1.25 million, representing a 2.6 month supply at the current sales pace. And it's a slight improvement from May's 2.5 month of supply. And chief economist with the National Association of Realtors says we may have turned a corner on inventory. There is some softening in demand. So when you really go down and you analyze the article, um, I would tell you that there was some softening of demand, but I think it goes back to what we were talking about previously, that rates started to rise. Um, sales were 20, almost 23% higher compared to June of 2020, but also I think it's great that sales were so much higher. And again, that's nationally, so you're looking at places opened up that were not really open last June, and that goes for the real estate market also. But I think when you look at sales being that much higher and inventory still ticking up, I think that that's that's actually great for the market because I know so many people out there that we talk to they actually don't want to sell because they're worried they can't find anything. So I know Correct. that there's a lot of inventory. Uh, I hate the word shadow inventory. Cause I think that people always associate that with housing market crash of all these people that are going to have foreclosures. But I do think there's a lot of shadow inventory. I would call them shadow sellers out there that want to sell, but they're, they also can't find anything to buy. And I hope that that actually gets in and gets the market moving and i don't know if you if you know mike but do you guys talk to a lot of people who are wanting to get pre-qualified but they're worried they won't be able to find something or they have to sell their current home in order to pre-qualify i mean are you guys seeing that maybe people are more willing to do that
1: yeah I mean, yeah it's always a topic of conversation and, and more so now today right of, of people having to talk about so you it used to be is that people may have had to sell their home in order to buy the next one. And so while they could find a home easily, they were worried about getting their house sold in time so that either they needed the money or they needed to get rid of that payment to qualify. Now it's sort of a different narrative. It's the opposite. They're not worried really about selling their home um, in time to to qualify for the next house, they're worrying about selling their home too fast and not having the next house to be able right. to find and be right. stuck the other way. So it's kind of it, it, the conversation is, is sort of changed. So we do hear about that all the time. Definitely have seen a lot of um, differences in the contracts, the way they're written today um, than in the past of, of of realtors and real estate agents getting. You know, I'm seeing a lot of situations where there's. Um, you know, the transaction completes and there's a lease back for up to 60 days where it allows the seller to stay in the home. i am seeing those more, more often than not and reading a lot about that, um, that's going in there. But yeah, I mean, it's always a topic of conversation and there is people, out, there are people out there, um, that, that are, you know, fearful of that, um, you know, it, it gets in there and, you know, I, I this, the softening of, de- of demand um, there's still a plethora of buyers out there. Um, you know, it, it, oh this God, is a national yeah. article and it, it, you know, and it does and, and Andrew always hits on home is that real estate's so local, right. And Tampa Bay is, is a lot different than a lot of other places in the country. But you know, what we have seen from a lot of people is that, you know, there, there's kind of just fatigue in some of them, right. Some of them are on their 10th or 12th or 15th offer. Cause they've just missed out because it's been so competitive Um, and so you know, they've kind of taken a deep breath and sort of step back. And and if anything, that's what we hear from people are just like, you know, um, they're going to wait. And I, I always encourage people, I say, it, well, while well, I understand that, and it can be frustrating is you got to kind of keep at it, because all the statistics and all the dynamics show us is that, you know, the same house, if you buy it next summer versus this summer, you're going to pay more for that same house. And and right. so, so you, you know, you got to kind of stick with it and go at it. But, um, you're, you're exactly right. More inventory is a welcome sign. It wouldn't even start to concern me or scare me if if double the amount of inventory came out of the market. We we still would be out of out of whack on our supply and demand if double or triple even came out. And so, would love to see more inventory come into the market. Which, and when we say that, I mean it makes you can really see if you're
0: listening to this and you're not, you know engulfed in this every day i mean when we say that we can have triple the inventory on the market i mean you can really imagine i mean how how few listings that we have right now and i think that if you are struggling as a buyer to find something you know the great part about working with us is that we we have strategies in order to get you to um to acquire that property that you really want to um you know our buyer business this year is up even though the market's down as far as buyer business, just because of lack of inventory. So we are securing those properties for our buyers. We do have strategies that can do that. And then we also, we have a lot of listings that we know the sellers are going to be listing, but again, they haven't found anything yet. So we can actually point you to those listings too, or those potential listings that we have coming on the market and hopefully, you know, get you in properties that we could have that you know, aren't even ready to go yet. So definitely give us a call 813-359-8990. Go to our website, DuncanDuo.com. You know, we'd love to help you out if you're a buyer, or if you're a seller, we'd love to get you top dollar and over what you can expect for your property. I guarantee you, um, you know, you're going to get top of of market right now. So give us a call 813-359-8990. And we'll be back right after this quick break. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us this Sunday and every Sunday. I'm Robert Johnson, President of the Duncan Duo. Here with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. Speaking about all things real estate, you know, we were talking on and on about um, inventory and about how we need more inventory and you know what's going on with the inventory. I feel like this is our constant theme right now is just the supply and the demand of the market and how it ebbs and flows. And really, this last couple of years, how it just flows because we've, we've just been going up and up with the market. Um, But uh, an interesting stat that I think um, definitely doesn't align with talking about decreasing inventory is that um, there was an article again from CNBC. I think they have a great real estate section um, on their business site. Um, The article was printed this week and it says builders pull back as more home buyers are priced out of the market. And again, this is a national article, but it says building permits and indicator of future construction fell more than expected to the lowest since August. Mortgage applications to purchase a newly built home dropped 24% in June, year over year. So comparing this June to last June, they're down 24%. And the median price of a newly built home in May was up 18% compared with May 2020. So prices are up. Permits are down, but to me, if I was a builder and I was uh, in charge of a national building company, you would think that if prices were up that much, that permits would also be up because they'd want to, for supply and demand reasons, sell as many expensive homes as they could year over year. So to me, looking at the surface, that doesn't necessarily match up. Um Mike, do you guys handle a lot of new construction or is it mostly existing homes?
1: It's mostly existing homes, but um we do handle our fair share of new construction and can help you out with that. And and I think you know why this article is stating it and while they're saying the, the things that they're saying are actually factual, you got to peel back some layers of the onion um to kind of really look at why some of this is starting to happen. And so um you know this goes in there so Housing starts were actually up. So meaning they they houses they began to build were actually up um, across the board, across the nation. So the new homes that they began building, they break ground and that's considered a housing start. And those were actually up. But if you look at housing completions, those were actually down. So houses that actually gotten finished. So why is that? Well, that's because of the supply chain. It, supply chain dynamic and issues that have coming up. We've talked previously on the show of the cost of lumber, cost of different things, you know, it was up 400%. Now it's come down in half, but it's still up 200%, right? right? From right. where it's come back, <laughs> but, but, but it has come back in. And there still is a, a, a big issue of supply, you know, chain dynamics. I mean, some of these houses, you just can't even get, you know, you can't even get kitchen appliances to put into the houses. They're so, <laughs> they're so delayed. I was, I was, oh, no. my daughter. I was going with my daughter to look for furniture. She's going to be going away to school. And it's, it's just almost impossible to find anything right now. So the builders are going through that. So they're starting the construction, but they're unable to finish them and complete them. And so that goes in there. So then if you're a builder, you kind of say, okay, I got all these houses sold. I have all these houses started and I can't really complete them as fast as I want to. Before I start and go pull a whole bunch of more permits to keep getting more, Let me get through some of these already I did. And that's why I think you're starting to see a little bit of a slowdown on the building permits, because they have so many housing starts that have started that they need to get through. And they're just not coming out of the back end of the funnel because of the supply chain dynamics. So I think in the months to come, when you'll start seeing 90, 120 days now, as we start to get towards the end of the year, and this stuff kind of unravels and we get back more into an even flow, I think you're going to start seeing building, building permits go up again.
0: Well, and I also thought it was interesting that they said that, um, you know, and we talk about builders with this all the time, you know, they're, they're missing out on a lot of the starter home market. You know, they're building a lot of these homes that are, they're just out of reach for, for most people, you know, you go out there and you think, oh, well, what's, you know, if you're a first time home buyer, what are you really looking for? Now when I was a first- time home buyer, I thought, oh my gosh, I really want under two hundred thousand you know bl- you know nice three two you know two thousand square foot home. And you know back when I bought my first home in 2010, that was totally doable, especially because the market just crashed. but um, but in reality, you know, a first time home buyer, that's really you know, they can only afford so much and really every homeowner can afford so much, but especially when you're a first time home buyer, you know, you usually have a very strict budget. You don't have a high down payment. You you need to keep your monthly expenses low because maybe you're just starting out in the job or just starting life. Um, so you're going out there and you're wanting to buy uh, a, an affordable home that you can get into. But a lot of times the builders are buying or are building, you know, $500,000 plus homes. And when you're when you think of 500,000 you're thinking oh that's uh, you know a great home but then you go see it i mean it's just a, it's just a, a regular house so i mean homes are have gotten from builders very expensive and they do talk about a lot of the things that you have mentioned the cost of materials the cost of, yeah. of, of, of labor so a lot of times what what these builders have done is they've just said okay well you know i'm not going to appeal to that market i'm not going to try to build The cheapest home because it's just so expensive to do. So the margins for the builders are just so much better and so much higher when they go to the more luxury home product. And then they don't have to, there's a lot more room there to build in costs because the price of the home is so expensive. So, I mean, there's a lot of people in the market who are just being locked out of new construction, especially when you look at, um, Costs being up 18% year over year, you know, and they do mention multi-month delays in delivery of windows, heating units, refrigerators, and other items. I mean, my refrigerator went out in December, right before Christmas, and we we had to go buy a scratch-and-dent refrigerator because we needed it delivered, like, right away. We couldn't couldn't wait for a refrigerator. So, I mean, all of these things go to, you know, they have to forecast, they have to plan, they have to decide to pull permits. Months before they're going to do construction. And if they're seeing reports of lumber and everything else as so expensive, they're forecasting that more people are going to be out of the market because they're going to be priced out of the home. Now, luckily, like you said, a lot of those prices have come down to something a little more reasonable, but still much more expensive than they were. So while permits are down now, Um, I do think that, especially when you look at something like lumber, I do think it was a supply and demand thing. I do think it got so expensive that it really stopped um, people from pursuing some home projects or some some building projects. So I do think that hopefully we'll see that trickle down. It has not yet, but I do think as we go farther out, hopefully it loosens up because I, I don't, I think we should, I mean, the National Association of Realtors came out and said, not only do we have. a a, a crisis of building but we've been so low in construction for so many years that it's going to take like a national effort in order to catch us up to where we should be because of the you know real estate crash and the years of underbuilding. and now we have to overbuild which is the problem
1: yeah yeah it's this isn't all because of COVID and what just has happened in the last 18 months or so it is it is a a recipe of what happened exactly like you just said exactly from the financial crisis and we went from such high building to such low building and going back in and it it's just going to take multi-years to get out of this and the other thing too is you know the home builders you know there's been a labor shortage too right there there's a shortage of skilled workers of tradespeople to be able to do these things and so a lot of these home builders they can only build so many houses and so it's not a matter of hey if they could build more you know there. Th- Are there enough buyers? There's plenty of buyers out there. So there's no shortage of buyers. We talk about that all the time. So they have this chance. They make this decision. Are they going to buy you know, a half a million dollar house or are they going to build a half a million dollar house or a $200,000 house? And they're going to choose the half a million dollar house because the margins are just higher. Right. Well, and I I tell people all the time, um,
0: and I think I've even mentioned on this show, but a lot of what we see in our real estate market today, again, we're talking about, Permits, we're talking about, you know, inventory, all of this that we experience now, a majority of it, um, still comes from the real estate crash that we experienced at this point 12, 13 years ago. So a lot of this is actually still holdover from the real estate crash. The way that our market is right now, the way that um, the inventory is so low, all of that, and some of it, yes, does come from come from COVID, but like. Like other things, I think that that's a little bit of, a, of an excuse right now because this inventory problem has been bubbling up for a very long time. And we've talked about it on the show for a very long time. We just got to a point where the inventory problem got so, it's become so scarce that it's really impacted the market. And that comes from years of underbuilding. Um, years of people renting because they you know, had some issues during the crisis. Maybe they lost their home. Maybe they went through foreclosure. Maybe they did short sales. All those people took between five and seven years, probably more, in order to be able to purchase a home. So all, And then a lot of people got married, got out of school, formed new family households, and they probably held off in purchasing homes for so long because they were still worried that there could be another crash. So all of those people, it seems like uh, within the last two, three years, have decided that it's time to buy a home. <laughs> and it's uh, it's really caused our market to change. And I do think that, um, that hopefully the inventory with new builders as well gets loosened up. And I do think it will. I just think that it's going to take more time to work that through. And now that people, the economy is more open, um, that traveling is more opened up, I think that now that people aren't spending all of their disposable income on making home improvements, purchasing secondary homes you know um, doing something regarding housing I do think the inventory will loosen up more and costs for things in the home you know will definitely level out that's my prediction because money will be spent in other areas of the economy so yeah
1: and I saw a statistic this week it's interesting you brought up a disposable income and I saw a statistic this week that the amount of um, disposable income that goes towards the mortgage payment, is at about a 15 year low so the amount of people in, the amount of people income going towards the mortgage is is at a very low level um lower than it's been since prior to the financial crisis so they aren't spending a whole lot that's on there and you know if you're out there listening and you know you're trying to figure out what we're saying and all of that good stuff about the supply and demand one of the things that I will tell you and encourage you is whether you're a home seller or a home buyer we're still in a very very healthy market that Price appreciation is going to continue to go up. And so while if you're out there buying, you're like, wow, I'm buying it at top dollar. Well, it may be at top dollar today, but it's not going to be at top dollar for the next several years to come. And you're still going to see continued appreciation and continued growth out there. So it's still, people ask me all the time, "Is it? did I miss it? Is it, is it still a good time to buy? And it's an absolutely great time to buy. And if you wait yeah, longer, you're going to pay more. Um, and so for years to come, unless something drastic happens, whether a major geopolitical event happens, a major, you know, weather event happens or something else, there there is nothing in the statistics that bear out that we're going to have any sort of major shift in our market um, over the next, uh, you know, next several quarters, years uh, to come.
0: Absolutely. And we'll continue this conversation when we get back after this. And we're back for our last segment here on the Duncan duo real estate show. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate you. I'm Robert Johnson president of the Duncan duo here with Mike Corgan from cross country mortgage. And just like Mike said, before the break, you know, I definitely, I mean, I've used this anecdote before. I I swear I know buyers who, when I first got into real estate in 2010, they decided that they weren't wanting to purchase a home and they just, they decided not to, because they thought the market was going to go down um, and they've been waiting on the market to go down since 2010. <laughs> and <laughs> um, they're, they're still waiting. They never bought anything. Um, I think about them constantly when I hear people um, deciding whether it's a right time to buy. So definitely it, it is a good time to buy. I think even, again, even when the market was crashed and super low, that was a great time to buy. And um, and I'm, I'm thankful that a lot of people did buy b- during that time, but during COVID, um, there was a lot of people who, again, like Mike had said, they had a lot of uh, disposable income and a lot of people decided to purchase homes if they were in a a spot to be able to do that, uh, do home improvements, purchase a new property. And again, because inventory is so low, a lot of people decide to maybe jump at something that they wouldn't have normally jumped at. A lot of people decided they could remotely work and maybe they thought that was going to last forever and maybe it's not gonna last forever. So I think that um, the the point of this article was, uh, it was a side effect of COVID-19 pandemic home buying remorse. So I thought that was definitely um, an interesting article. So what's the gist of the article is people went out, they made decisions, which are, you know, a home is the biggest financial decision of your life. Um, home buyers went out inventory was so low they waived inspections they spent over asking price they they just went crazy and they got these homes and then they decided oh my gosh I bought this home without an inspection I spent a ton of money to buy it and there's issues you know this person in the article talked about how they moved in and right after they moved in, they found out there was foundation issues with the home. They spent 30000 over asking for the home, and it cost them 50000 to fix. Um, that could go on for any type of um, any type of problem with the home. So you definitely want to make sure that even though the market's super competitive, that you're still doing things like doing inspections up front. You're still doing things by like making sure that the home appraises. And obviously lending is a big part of that. You definitely want to make sure that you know what the traffic is like during normal life. So once everybody's back at the office and and things are completely normal and traffic locally has been almost back to normal for a while, but you definitely want to make sure you know how it's going to, how long it's going to take to get there. um, You know, in the morning, in the evening, if you have kids to get them from school, what that all entails. Um, and it, the article also talks about people buying in areas that they normally wouldn't have bought because the home, they could afford a lot more home for the money. Maybe it was farther away from the city. And now they feel a little trapped. <laughs> they feel trapped in suburbia. Um, and I mean, have you, Mike, have you talked to people that maybe have purchased a home and now they want to purchase something else so they're they're trying to get pre-qualified for something extra or they're wanting to sell again really quickly. Cause I will tell you that we've actually talked to people from out of state from, I've talked to somebody from California in particular, who did just that. They, they moved here, they bought something in um, Apollo beach and now they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm very far away from, from the city. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, we do come across them here and there. Um, I haven't experienced one as of, you know, very recently, but it does happen and. Um, So it is important. And while we would encourage everybody to um, be ready to buy when you do find the one that is for you and you do have to be quick in this market, there's a difference between being quick and then doing all the things you talked about, like waiving inspections, you know, paying over the, you know, getting frenzied in the over asking price and paying way too much and that sort of stuff. And I think the whole thing is, you know, the message here is to make sure, especially in a super hot market, um, I've said this more than once is that a lot of times people think they either don't need a real estate or, uh, agent or they can work the, with the one that's part time that's jump back in it because the market's so hot um, or doesn't work with an experienced lender or somebody that's, you know, not local and doesn't have their best interest at heart. Um, more than ever, you need somebody like that on your side because they won't allow you, you know, somebody from the Dunkin' Duo isn't going to allow you to make the steps that are going to put yourself in a really, really bad situation. And, no. you know, uh, waving an inspection is just, it- it's a very dangerous thing to do. Um, you know, even for us professionals that are out there, I would never waive it in, in a million years because I just don't know. You know, I mean, it could, look, it could look perfect and, and something else happens. So, you, you know, really, they'll help you think through all those different items before you make a rash decision. Yeah. And I i would
0: tell you that even though the market's really hot, I'll end on this. I've, I've worked with a ton of buyers. I've worked with a ton of sellers over the years. I've never, I don't think, gotten an offer where inspections were totally waived. Um, I think that that's, I've sold hundreds of homes for our team. And I think that that's a statement to all realtors out there locally. And I know other markets are different, but at least locally, I think that it's very drilled into our head about inspections. And I think that that's a great thing that, uh, that a lot of realtors out there are protecting their clients like that. And give us a call. We'd love to talk to you about how you can, you know, work with a great agent, how you can, like get pre-qualified with Mike. We'd love to get you through the process because it is a stressful process. Give us a call anytime. 813-359-8990 is our call um, to, is our number to the office of the Duncan duo. Go to our website, theduncanduo.com. We can, you know, you can email us from there. You can chat with us there. We can answer all your real estate questions or reach us out, reach out to us on our socials, uh, the Duncan duo team. Uh, we're all over the place, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I think we even have a TikTok. So reach out to us
1: there. We'd love to chat with you. And last, Mike, how do they get in touch with you one more time? Yeah, you can reach out to us at 813 377 2743 Again, eight one three-three seven seven two seven four three or at crosscountrytampa.com. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this week, Tampa Bay, and have a great rest of your Sunday.